English. Today we are going to talk about the eight mark question in the Scottish text paper and um, this time we're going to look at the drama way of doing this. Now all the people that I'm working with are doing Sailmaker but there may be people listening to this who have also done Bold Girls instead of Sailmaker. So I know I'm not going to talk about Bold Girls in any detail but the way you structure your answer for Sailmaker and Bold Girls or indeed any other play um, in the Scottish text paper is the same. So hopefully this will be useful. Now, I know that this has caused quite a bit of confusion with people because you get this eight mark question at the end and a lot of you maybe don't know quite how to handle it yet. So that's what I'm gonna to explain to you today. Um, in the paper, the whole thing is out of 20 and you will do three or four questions that add up to 12 marks about the extract from the play that you've got in front of you. And these are quite basic RUAE type questions about the passage that, as I say, you have in front of you. So it's quite straightforward. It's analysing the language or the stage directions and you have it in front of you. So, so long as you're pretty familiar with your play and you have a basic grasp of how to analyse language, those 12 marks should be quite straightforward. It's when we come to the 8 marker, that's where it becomes um, a wee bit more problematic. Now, the 8 mark question, the way you're supposed to structure it, you're meant to do four paragraphs. I mean, you can do more if you want, if you've got time, but you need to do at least four paragraphs to have a chance of getting the 8 marks. And this is split into three sections, okay? Some of you might have heard these headings, some of you might not. The headings that you need to write or that you'd follow are commonality, extract, and elsewhere. Okay? Commonality, extract, elsewhere. That's the three headings that you need to use. Now, in the exam, you don't need to write the headings necessarily. You can if you want, if you want to use it as a guideline. You don't need to. You don't get marks for actually writing down the heading. But it's sometimes quite good to show your teacher that you know what it is you're trying to do. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through each of those headings and I'm going to explain to you what you need to write under them. So first we have the commonality part. Now the reason this causes, this is the hardest bit, or it's the most confusing bit, because most people don't know what the word commonality actually means. If you look up your marking scheme, it, all it says is that you get two marks for identifying areas of commonality, which kind of doesn't mean anything to anyone, to pupils or teachers. It's a kind of, um, it's a really wordy way of saying what you actually need to do. The way I treat the commonality part is, I treat it like an introduction to an essay. I like to think of this eight mark thing as a little essay that you've got to do. It's a four paragraph, really short essay. And the commonality bit is basically just your introduction, okay? So I'm gonna explain, I'm gonna give you an example of something you could write in a commonality paragraph. So I'm gonna pick a question. Um, I've been looking at the eight mark questions recently with some of my students. And the question that comes up 
a lot is father and son relationships. It's in at least two or three of the past papers and practice paper books that I was looking through this week. Um, it could be family relationships. It's kind of the same thing because in terms of the sale maker, the family relationships are basically the father and son relationships in the play. So the question would be something like, um, relationships between fathers and sons are an important theme in the play. With close reference to this extract and elsewhere in the play, show how this theme is explored. So it's asking us to explain how the theme of father and son relationships is explored in the play. So in your introduction, this is what you would do, okay? You would write, first of all, a little opening sentence where you can answer the question. This is very generic. You would just say something like, throughout the play, we see how father and son relationships can vary, okay? Just a very generic, plain statement. Then you give some examples of things that we learn. Like, you've got to keep this quite vague. Things that we learn about father and son relationships. Don't go into too much detail, because if you go into a lot of detail in your introduction, you have nothing left to say in the next two sections. So I would say something like, um, Davy and Alec have a very unhealthy relationship, which goes from bad to worse. Okay, full stop. Then you could say, we see how selfish parenting can destroy that relationship. Then you could talk about the other father and son relationship in the play. You could say, in Ian and Billy, we see a more positive relationship as they work together to improve their lives. Full stop. So you've written four sentences there. You've not said too much, but you've introduced the ideas that we're going to explore in the next two sections. Okay, now we come to the extract part. Now this obviously depends on the extract in front of you. In the practice one that I've looked at recently, the passage is um, it's a bit where Davy and Alec are fighting with each other, they're arguing, and Davy hits Alec. So I would use the fact that he hits him as my example from the extract. So you, all you need to do is say something like, in this extract, we can see how Davy resorts to violence to discipline his son. Colon quote, Davy slaps him. Close quote, full stop. This shows how Davy takes his frustration out on his son, which is something no parent should do. Full stop. And that's all you need for the extract. Give a quote, give a little bit of analysis, and make sure it links to the question, in this case, father and son relationships. And that's all you need to do. It's quite straightforward. You've got the thing in front of you. You're literally just copying something out of the page in front of you and you're analysing it and making sure that it is relevant to the question, okay? So finally we come to the elsewhere part. This is the bit where you've got to refer to other bits of the play. So you've got to try and think of other examples. In this bit, you don't necessarily need to quote when you're doing a play, so long as you can actually refer to something that happens, um, that's enough. Because a lot of times you'll talk about something that happens, you know, like the fact that Davy burns all the stuff at the end. There isn't really a quote that goes with that, it's just something that happens. So, so long as you can refer to something that happens in the play, something relevant, you should be fine. So, in this 
uh, elsewhere, but when we're talking about father and son relationships, um, I would probably talk about the fact that um, Alec gets his money for his bursary and Davy spends it all. Because um, that shows a pretty poor side of father-son relationships. So you could say something like, um, the relationship is further strained when Alec receives a bursary to help pay for his education. Instead of embracing this wonderful opportunity for his son, Davy takes the money and spends it on alcohol and gambling. This is a selfish act and spells the beginning of the end for their relationship. Or you could talk about the ending when he burns all the stuff. So you could say, by the end of the play, the relationship is completely destroyed after Davy burns all their belongings, including Alec's treasured yacht. He has to do this because he forgot to pay the heating bill. The burning of the yacht represents the final destruction of this already strained relationship. Okay, now that would be enough. If you haven't mentioned Ian and Billy in your introduction, that would be enough. Now I did say something about Ian and Billy possibly being a positive father and son relationship. So for them, you could say something very simple, like in the play, we also see that there are positive father and son relationships, such as Ian and Billy. Ian and Billy move to Aberdeen because they realise that this is the best place for them to go to get employment. Full stop. This shows how fathers and sons can constructively work together to achieve things and improve their lives. Okay? So that's something you could say about Ian and Billy if it asks you about father and sons. But you only need two paragraphs in this bit. If you've got time, write three, write four. You're not going to get punished for it. But don't waste time if you're already struggling. It depends which way you're doing this. If you're doing your essay second, don't do any more than four paragraphs for this. I, I think I've said this last week when I was doing my podcast that when you're doing the critical reading paper, you know, you have to do the essay and your sailmaker thing. And I honestly think you're better to do your essay first, get that done, get it out of your head, and then spend the rest of your time on this. So if you've got time at the end to write, you know, an extra paragraph or two, do it. You should not be sitting at the end of your exam, sitting, doing nothing. I would say that for all your subjects, but specifically this one, you should not be sitting about twiddling your thumbs because the more you write for this one, the more marks you can scoop up, okay? Okay, so that's the eight marker for Sailmaker. It's pretty straightforward. Um, the good thing about this question is, the good thing about this paper is, if you think about it, um, there's only four marks available there for talking about the rest of the play. Um, the rest of the paper is about stuff you've got in front of you. So, so long as you know the play pretty well and you're able to analyse language fairly basically, you should still be able to get 14, 15, 16 out of 20 just from what you've got in front of you. So if you get 15 out of 20, that's 75%. That's a pretty good mark. So you don't need to know the whole play off by heart. You can score over 75% just by using the extract that you've got in front of you, which is not really that difficult. 
Um, but so long as you're able to refer to other things that happen in the play, uh, then that should be pretty basic. And obviously, if anyone's listening to this that's doing Bow Girls and really wishing that I'd done Bow Girls, it's the same thing for Bow Girls, okay? You comment on the... You give an introduction, you talk about the bit in front of you, and then you do two things that happen somewhere else in the play, and that gets you your fucking eight marks, okay? So I'd like to think that this is a... This is probably the easiest bit of the exam, the Scottish text bit, because you're doing analysis on something that you've already analysed and studied in class. Um, I know for some of you that have done SailMaker, you maybe not analysed it in class, but you've answered lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of questions on it. Um, so you should be able to analyse a very short extract. Okay, so hopefully that makes you feel a bit better and a bit more confident. Honestly, this bit is easy. It's no problem. So long as you know your play, so long as you've got an essay, you know, like a rough idea of an essay in your head that you want to do, you will be fine. Okay? So, hopefully that's been helpful. I will see you all again soon. Goodbye.